So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Freedom Warrior Podcast. What I'm super excited to talk about today is the myth that as your wealth grows, that money problems disappear. This is certainly something that I have lots of conversations about with people inside my program. And, you know, for those of you who are starting to experience wealth growth, who are starting to recognize that your balance sheet is going up, this is a truly important recognition to have in terms of your uh, development and wisdom around money and wealth. Let's really unpack this at the uh, at the highest level first of all. You know, I think that when you're younger, when you are maybe really looking around the world and feeling like money will solve your problems, it can be very easy to look at people who have the results that you want and just assume that their money problems have evaporated. But the truth of the matter is that you know, money problems certainly don't evaporate. They, they simply change shape. You know, when you're starting out in the workforce, your biggest concerns are around how can I create surplus, um, meaning how can I create some leftover money so I can even think about investing and the sorts of considerations that you have when you're in that season of spring, you're just starting to get your head around this idea of investing. And you know what? Hats off. There are so many great young people who are even starting that thought process in their teens, which is phenomenal. I guess the the idea when you're in spring is just what should I be investing in and how do I create surplus? And you, you're just scrambling around for information, advice. You're trying to be a sponge. You're trying to make sure that you make the right decisions to get you out of the gates. As you move up into summer, then it becomes about using leverage and getting traction. And then, you know, you start to move into this new phase where um, perhaps you have a reasonably good net worth. And now you're finessing around the edges and asking questions like, well, how would I take a small percentage of my capital and really ramp up the returns? And, and obviously, you know, from my perspective, that's where alternative investments absolutely have their place. But in, in reference to this issue of money problems, I think that um, it's really important to recognize that as you move into these um, higher order problems, you're not necessarily floundering uh, for money. Maybe there's no pressure around putting food on the table, but the, the money problems or the, the challenges are real. Concerns will kind of evolve into things like preservation of capital meaning how do you make sure that your capital base at least keeps pace with inflation? How do you make sure that um, you don't expose yourself unnecessarily to volatility in the economic climate, especially when you're at 
that point on the runway that the distance between where you are and where you want to be in terms of timeline is very short, you absolutely need to make sure that you've reinforced your wealth and the investments that you hold so that you you can't or you minimize the risk of being wrong-footed. Things like taxes. When we're starting out, we tend to worry less about whether we're well-structured. We don't worry about things like um, taxes because we're simply trying to build our net worth. But as time passes, things like taxes can have a massive impact on your end result and how quickly you can, can get out of the rat race, if you like. And I'll give you an example of this. I know that like, and I'll just pick round numbers for the sake of keeping it simple. But if you had an aspiration to get to $100,000 in passive income, but you've forgotten to account for, you know, the fact that you might be in the highest marginal tax rate and, you know, let's say a third of that just gets wiped out in one hit, then suddenly that that $100,000 is not going to quite cut it. Maybe you need, you know, one hundred and forty dollars or 150000 coming in as your gross income. So taxes become super important later in the game. So I would hazard a guess that, you know, maybe when you're, you know, midstream on your journey, it's really, really important to be thinking about future pacing and thinking, am I structured in the most tax effective way? Are there certain investments that will lend themselves to, you know, better tax advantages? Um, and, And certainly I know that a lot of people Uh, an example of a great strategy to be thinking about from a tax perspective are those investments where there's, you know, great depreciation benefits where an example is, say, for example, property syndications, um, oil and gas investments where you can claw forward a lot of the write-offs and and basically end up in a situation where um, it's very tax advantageous. The third problem that a lot of um, you know higher net worth individuals are talking about is inflation. Many people hope that they are structured in a way that if inflation goes up, then their asset base grows. But sometimes the rate of that growth isn't on par with the inflation that's happening in the environment. And certainly we can see that right now that uh, you know cost of construction and cost of materials has gone through the roof. Has that been necessarily reflected in the price of assets? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. So I think inflation and making sure that part of your investment strategy takes into consideration um, a hedge against inflation is really, really important. Um, An example of a strategy which doesn't necessarily lend itself to rising with inflation is, is lending. So lending opportunities where you're the bank may or may not support that, whereas equity investments do. So it's really important that you're constantly looking at those sorts of splits. And then, you know, of course, I think one of the big considerations of um, higher net worth individuals comes around supporting family. How much should you support them? How should you structure your wealth? You know, if you're thinking about legacy, um, how do you protect against your children making poor partner choices. You know, I've told stories before about people who've inherited massive fortunes from entrepreneurs who've had successful businesses over 50 years. And then within about 20 years, the fortune is gone because they've made, you know, up to 10, 13 bad marriage decisions, which has cut their fortune in half at every, every step of the way. So I like to to joke and say, unless you're someone like Elon Musk or Bill Gates or 
or someone who's just got that much money, a truckload of money that they're not really concerned about it ever running out. The rest of us have to take whatever resources we have and be very careful around how we structure them. You know, I think the world right now with all the money that's floating around from all the stimulus that's going on has a really high, high hunger for building wealth. And so I think we're living in an environment where, you know, good deals are not as easy to come by as they were, say, 20 years ago. Um, I think yields and returns are becoming compressed, meaning just the, the, the demand for good deals means that you know, sellers can charge more and as buyers or, or of those assets or investors, we're being, you know, counseled to accept less. And, you know, there's no question that we're entering a decade um, of high turbulence. So there is a very strong threat of inflation. So I think where I'm going with all of this is that, you know, money problems certainly do not disappear as you get wealthier. They just change shape. And you're never completely immune from the economic and other pressures that exist in the, in the world. And so I think if you want to be a smart investor, being a smart investor is about developing um, an edge on the rest of the market. I certainly believe that if you do what everybody else does, you are very unlikely to um, not only create the edge, but create velocity with your timeline to creating the sort of financial objectives that you have. And, you know, I also believe that the best opportunities these days are happening behind closed doors. You know, even in my local real estate market, I'm talking to real estate agents who tell me that the best property investment deals are happening off market. So I guess where I want to kind of leave this is with the idea that you want to be really clear on what the threats and challenges are for the level of wealth that you have. You know, if you're a beginner investor, your quality of problems, the types of problems that you have are going to be totally different to someone who's maybe developed a portfolio of investments and is now looking to transition into the next phase, which could be structuring for annuities. So I think, you know, that tail end of, of problems is really to do with how do, how do you become the ultimate armchair investor? Um, how do you put yourself in a position where you have a high degree of control, where you own the income streams that are flowing to you? How do you preserve your capital? You know, make sure that you're, you know, obviously paying your fair share towards taxes, but, you know, not overpaying um, and just being, you know, absolutely crystal clear on what it's going to take to sustain and protect your wealth for future generations. So I know um, I've got a bunch of resources that we've recently added to our website. I think if you are interested in understanding more about those challenges and what you can do with them, um, I really encourage you to go and have a look at the website. There's a ton of really great resources, obviously past podcast episodes, but I've got some great calculators and a couple of playbooks as well. So if you're interested, um, jump over and have a look at uh, Inkosi Wealth, I-N-K-O-S-I Wealth.com. 
and just reach out if if this topic is something that you're super interested in and want to know more about. Um, because yeah, I, I definitely feel, you know, what worked yesterday isn't necessarily going to be what uh, helps you overcome challenges tomorrow. So anyway, guys, till next time, take care. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to inkosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.